On the count of three. One, two, three. Welcome to Spoilers Welcome, a podcast where we talk about everything and anything film-related with my awesome co-host, Denton. How you doing this week, Denton? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Doing excellent. Excellent, I mean, as always. <laughs> excited for our second film to talk about. Well, our first film to talk about, second episode. Yes. Uh, so, as uh, as kind of an intro for what we're going to do this week. Uh, last week was just trying, or last episode was just trying to get to know us. Uh, this episode is officially talking about one movie, one movie only. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we think about it. Um, opinions, discussions. Uh, and then our own little review, uh, like our personal review. So it's not going to be as the both of us, but as Adam and as Denton, our own, our own uh, personal reviews of it and how we rate movies. So, right. That makes sense. And with that, um, I just wanted to say with this podcast that it is by no means a opinionated session that is professional. So we have a lot of knowledge coming from, the broadcasting in high school coming from loving movies since we were kids, but there's still so much we don't know. So -hmm. that's why we made this podcast. So we are looking forward to ripping apart, taking apart our first movie, uh, being John Malkovich. And we're, um, we're just going to get right into it. And we have a similar setup that we did the first episode, which is the rapid fire questions. And we took this from a document online, which was no means like something that we created with a ton of thought behind it, but we definitely had that um, in our arsenal. So we're gonna start off, unless you wanted to add anything else, Denton. Uh, just a quick summary of the movie, uh, I think, which is what you're gonna do, so. Yes, it is. Take so it away, film, big guy. Thank you. In the 1990 film, 1999 film, Being John Malkovich, it says, In this quirky cult favorite comedy, unemployed New York City puppeteer Craig Schwartz, John Cusack, played by John Cusack, reluctantly takes a temporary job as a filing clerk for the eccentric Dr. Lester, Orson Bean. While at work, Craig discovers a portal that leads, in, that leads into the mind of the renowned actor John Malkovich. When he lets his attractive coworker Maxine, played by Katherine Keener, in on the secret, they both they begin both an unusual business scheme and an odd relationship that involves Craig's re- restless wife Lottie, played by Cameron Diaz. And that is nice. the end of the plot sequence for that one. Cool. Very uh, interesting. Yeah, oh, it's such a weird movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, uh, it stars like the the three main characters um, would be Cameron Diaz, John Cusack, and John Malkovich himself. Uh, it was directed by Spike Jones, and it stars, or not stars, it was written by Charlie Kaufman, uh, who is known for writing very trippy, kind of sci-fi uh, fantasy films. Uh, he also does Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, which is another very, like... I saw that since the last film. podcast. Good, that huh? was a great, great yeah. movie, by the way. Yeah, Hopefully he's a fantastic can... writer. He is. Hopefully we can do that movie at some point <laughs> yes. as well. Yes. But alas, the first movie is Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. I'm so excited to talk about this movie, dude. There are so many things that I want to talk about it. So I know. So many. I wish – and to be honest with you, Denton, I feel like I wish that I had seen this movie like last night going into this because when we first started it, we were like, I yeah. want to make this podcast. We mm-hmm. And then you were like, dude, you got to watch Being John Malkovich. I was yeah. like – I watched it. And I was like, this is trippy. I got to talk with you about it. And then continuing on to the podcast, we were like, wait, save it for the podcast. So now that it's been so much time since that moment, 
Yeah. Um, there might be some things that I got to go back and look up online. So if there's any pauses, sorry, audience, just give us a second. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I think, I think, you know, as time progresses, we'll get better with that, you know, watching a movie the night before having, being able to write about it and, you know, we're just exactly. making things work right now. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, one of the things that I would love to do, uh, being a part of podcast more is to get familiar with um the names more the the actors mm -hmm. names get them in my head to be like okay this is who plays in this movie yeah. um like i know cameron diaz from a bunch of you know dreamworks animation films right <laughs> and then a, a couple <laughs> do you mean films. shrek i might mean shrek <laughs> and um and john cusack and all these diff different people that i want to know more about so i'm excited yeah. to get into it um if you have any information on where they're from or what they're what they have done in the past please share because i'm a little uh, skimpy on that information right now of course all right so the name of the film is being john malkovich uh when was the film made 1999 so before the 2000s and as denton mentioned being in japan it did come out in 2000 so it must have been really close to that that date so that's the time that it was made uh the time that it was in do you know what do you know what year it takes place or is it in 1999 i think it's just based in 1999 when okay. it was filmed that's good for the the questions that we're thinking of uh, as you said, the main characters, we already covered that. Uh, films, have they been in before? We're going to get into that hopefully more as we go into the podcast. Um, the first question that kind of comes up before we do the random number generator part okay. of the show is, uh, what does the title suggest to you? <laughs> what did you think of when you saw Being John Malkovich as you were like, wait, what is this? At least that's how I felt. What did you feel like? So I had heard of this movie because it's such a cult classic um, amongst like obscure movie fans. Mm -hmm. Um and I watched, I think I watched maybe like a trailer or a very brief discussion, but nothing that gave it away, right? So going into the movie, I, I knew it had something to do with like John Malkovich and like his head, but I had no idea it had to do with literally being John Malkovich. <laughs> literally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with me. I didn't know it was going to be literal. <laughs> yeah. Being John Malkovich. That's actually hilarious um yeah. i love that the director spike jones like went with that um before we even start talking about questions i just want to say john malkovich in this movie like what a trooper <laughs> like he played i like, love uh, him yeah. so funny and awesome yeah. like gosh yeah and i think it's so cool that charlie kaufman the writer was just like um i'm gonna write a movie about john malkovich this very just <laughs> random actor because like He's a known name, but he like, and they even reference this in the movie. But he's not like, I wouldn't say he's like a list. I wouldn't say yeah. he's an a list actor. Maybe up until, up until then. Yeah, but... maybe up until that movie. I would agree with you. The only yeah. movie that I had seen him in before this was uh, Death of a Salesman. Um, yeah, I haven't which, even seen that. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it, I think one of the things that we are going to find out on this show is that the the movies that were adapted from plays. Mm -hmm. are especially before like the 90s the 2000s at least from what i've seen they're pretty good at least the acting is like very heartfelt it feels yeah. like really and really well done speaking of that wasn't wasn't uh john malkovich didn't like they even referenced that in the um uh, in the movie but he i think he started acting in in plays and musicals and stuff i don't doubt it i don't doubt it i, I think don't remember he, i think he did because i i think I, yeah they referenced that in the movie that he's like He's working on a play. Yeah, and then became and a it's... puppeteer, and then... I'm just kidding. 
Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I when I had seen Death of a Salesman, which is like, uh, who's it star? Dustin Hoffman, a couple other people. That okay. I can't remember off the top of my head. But that film uh, adapted from that play was really good. John Malkovich, I think, played the role very well. Um, and I, don't, I haven't seen that in a while, so I'll, I won't get into that so much. But him in this movie was very convincing, him being himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, any other thing you want to bring up before we spice up, spice it up with some of the random number generator questions? No, sir. All right. So the questions, I'm not going to name them off this time because – has a wow factor like a surprise factor like surprise because we just looked at this document not too long ago and yeah. we were blown away by the questions we were so excited to get into it oh, so dude whew, so much to talk about <laughs> so much okay all right random number generator starting in three two one number two number two okay would you so, like to start off the question sir sure bud so the question is what other films have you seen which might bear on your understanding of this film? Mm. That's a hard question, dude, because I really question. don't know. I've never really thought about that. Um, yeah. I don't think – so honestly, like as an honest answer, I really don't think I've ever seen a movie that can compare to this. Um, hmm. I mean, there are, there are movies where, you know, like a lot of – like especially like Pixar films and stuff. And now that I think about it, Maybe the movie Soul, <laughs> which is a, a, new, a brand new Pixar film. Uh, which I, I haven't spoil- seen that yet. Is that similar to Inside oh. Out or is it? Uh, it's kind of similar. But okay. uh, can I can I make a spoiler? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Spoilers are welcome, aren't they? <laughs> they are totally welcome on this show. <laughs> so uh, being John Malkovich, I would say the way that it relates to the movie Soul. Again, spoilers for the movie Soul if you haven't seen it yet. Um there's a part there's a big portion of the film i think in the second act where um this body or this this uh soul that still like doesn't want to go in onto earth uh wants to just continue being a, a beginning soul um goes into his body on accident and he goes into the body of a cat and uh throughout like this whole act she uh this soul is seeing life through his eyes and realizing how wonderful life is and he gets to watch her experience life um hmm. through his own eyes so simple things like a lollipop is amazing to her cuz she never knew what taste was like she ne- so i think i think the way that i would say i th- the reason i think of that film is because them seeing their life through john malkovich a celebrity or mm-hmm. them seeing life through him as a, as a humble celebrity and like someone that they kind of admire, even though they kind of just learned who he was because they got to be in his body. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's kind of, that kind of helps me understand the film a little bit more, you know? Okay. And I know this movie, or I know soul is way after, uh, this movie. 20 right. Years I mean, it doesn't to have exact, to be the same but... time period though. Although the question yeah. does suggest that, but I agree with, I agree with that. I haven't seen soul, but, uh, that sounds like, a sounds like the kind of message that it was trying to take and i i feel like that going on from that with the soul being able to like see through that other person's eyes Mm -hmm. i think spike jones and whoever else was involved in writing that had the ability to take that pixar mentality and put it in the real world 
Yes. And you got to see how messed up it became yeah. because of how the people were using it. Like they got to know him and they were like, oh, look at this. And then they were like, greed, 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 jealousy, jealousy. Yeah. Like all these like vices that were coming upon them. It's like that doesn't happen in a Pixar film. And if it does, it's very animated and cutesy. But it's like this was a I never comedy. thought about that. Yeah, but it's like showing that the all like this fanatical stuff in real life. But it's like, oh, it's being tainted by the world that we live in. Or yeah. from the perspective. Well, because if, yeah, I mean, I 100% agree because if, if someone, you know, did have that opportunity, they definitely would. They would take advantage of being in the, you know, the body of a celebrity and being able yeah. to take advantage of what they have. So, and they totally did, which is like, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, do you have an answer for that question, though? Uh, what was the question again? I, so, I remember the wording. What other films have you seen which might bear so, on your yeah. understanding of this film? Okay. Yes. The only other film... Oh, man. Um, let me think. <laughs> the, only, the only other film that I can think of that like gives me a perspective of that movie is um, any movie that takes place in that city. I, I think of city. I think of the time period in the 90s. Like, okay. this was before the uh, the 2001 or uh, you know the nine nine eleven. This is before that moment. Yeah. This is before. So the cities, the people are not um, seen through the same eyes as we are. So when they take these things, especially with um, the sexual everything that was um, thrown into this movie, explored mm. in this movie, I can't think of a film that compares to it. <laughs> besides, yeah. like a Pixar, uh, yeah. Film, but that's especially not... for the time. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I I see what you mean. Um, especially because like. There's a lot of, I mean, it's obviously a movie about existence. It's an existential film. Uh, and it also has a lot to do, I think, with, like, uh, identity and, like, a big one would be transgender, like, transgenderism. I don't, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Transgeneranimity? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but identity, um, because uh, we'll get more into that later, but. With more that, questions. But. Yeah, but that plays a big role into the film, and I think especially the time period, because in the 90s, you know, uh, transgender 90s. was, being transgender was kind of looked down upon. Mm -hmm. and, as, and At I, least it wasn't as widely accepted as it is now. Yeah, and I, I think in that time period, this is my last part of the answer before we move yeah, on yeah. to the another question, but I think that that time period, the 90s, everything was going up, and although there might have been recessions and things like that in the economy, mm -hmm. this was going towards the next um, century, right? So this is, or yeah. the next um, thousand years going into 2000, mm -hmm. everything in 99 is going like, whoop, like everything is going up because the, everything is new, everything is crazy. So all these things that they're exploring, I felt in the movie that they were like, this was the time for that movie to explore those things because mm. of everything about the time. So I don't know about movies specifically, but I know that everything else during that time period was really going up. So I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Cool. All right. Next question. Randomizing. We should really input some music in here. Like <laughs> elevator <Ding>. music. <laughs> exactly. And the number is 10. All right. I have to count. I know. One, One, two, three, four, two, five, two, three. Four. <laughs> Awkward silence. Five. Six. Seven. <laughs> eight. <laughs> nine. We'll have these better uh, previewed next time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ten. Okay. What was 
the general theme of each character's development? What was the general theme of each character's development? Yes, that was okay. the question. What a deep question. Thank you, random PDF file that we Dude, got on the internet. <laughs> I love this. These, <laughs> I'm glad you do because I'm in college and I still can't figure out what that means. Especially for this movie, though. I feel like these questions are, like, perfect. That's good. I'm so glad you think so. <laughs> Which you, means you, you should probably start again because I have no okay. idea. Okay. All right. So, uh... What was the general theme of each character's development? Um, so I would say for for Lottie, for yeah. uh, Cameron Diaz's character, because she's the one I think of the most. Um, yeah, there's Lottie, Craig, and... John Malkovich. And Maxine as well. Yeah, and Maxine, Maxine. okay. Um, but I would say for Lottie, because she's the one I could think of like the most, um, mm -hmm. like up front. Her, like I said, identity. Hers is identity because she ends up, when once she is in John's uh, body, she realizes that she wants to be a transgender. She likes the, she likes the way that it feels to be a man, so she wants to be a man. And I think that has a lot to do with her because she isn't really a big part of the first act. Mm -hmm. um, but towards the end of the second act and then the third, she is one of the biggest characters. Um for Craig, John Cusack's character, I don't know what I would say for theme, but I'm going to try to say some keywords to try to identify what the theme would be exactly. I would say uh, his character struggles a lot with... I would Sorry. It's I'm difficult. It words. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, his I would character is so weird. Does yeah, he feel like he learns a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think he just hates himself, really, which is another form of identity. But mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't really have any drive until he meets Maxine. Mm -hmm. So he obviously doesn't love his wife, Lottie. Yeah, not that much. Um, well, and then he ends up like kidnapping her and forcing her into a cage so that she can <laughs> go into John Malkovich's body and have sex mm -hmm. with Maxine. Exactly. If uh, if we're doing this question kind of together, at least for yeah, John, let's do that. I like that. For yeah. John Cusack's character, I think the theme for his is um, his his character development was literally a rise to become like the puppeteer. And in this movie, as uh, as mentioned in the title, being John Malkovich, that was a literal thing that happened. Yeah. His development as being the puppeteer literally was becoming happened. Becoming John Malkovich. That, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Dude. <So> like, <laughs> his, his like whole development was going towards that thing in this film. So maybe is theme, literal, <laughs> at least for John. And yeah. Character. So maybe theme for him would be control. Yeah, like power. Because he um, likes to control things. And, yeah, yeah. Power, and treats, exactly. And she, he literally treats everybody as like a puppet. Like the reason why his wife was in a cage or whatever is because she was just another puppet that he wasn't fond of playing she, with at that moment. Yeah, she was a pawn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. I 100% Maybe that agree. Works. <laughs> so I would say, so for Lottie, identity. For mm -hmm. Craig, power. Definitely. For Maxine, I would say it would also be like control, power and control. Mm -hmm. Because she was also... A puppeteer in her own right if you mm -hmm. will because she was she kind was, of like the master puppeteer yeah because she was using john or not john craig to make money mm -hmm. and then using john 
to make love to Lottie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was like a human centipede. Yeah, <laughs> human centipede like love oh. fest going on there. That was so weird. Um, and then for John Malkovich himself, mm-hmm. what would you say his theme would be? Um, oh my gosh, that I is think... a hard question. Uh, it me, is a hard question. It is a hard question. But for me, I it might just be flying right over my head. But I feel like he did not have any development <laughs> like like the only development huh. that he that he had because if you think about it there's a moment in the story when john malkovich is free of everybody from his own head and at that moment he's himself totally himself and then he goes i'm free i you know thank goodness i'm free and then as soon as those old people line up and go back into his head he goes and he goes oh and resumes the the puppet you know yeah. he's now the puppet again he's not himself and in that little split of a moment, that's the only real John Malkovich you get, if you think about it. Because somebody's always controlling him at some point. Because so, he's an actor. Yeah. Oh, well, Dude. that's pretty good, too. That's pretty good, too. Hollywood <laughs> is the person. puppeteer. Hollywood is the puppeteer. And John Malkovich is just one of their puppets. Exactly. And it's like the moment he – like those old people that are crawling into his portal to like take him over <laughs> – yeah. I feel like that represents the people that are like, you know, in Hollywood or something. It's like they're, they're taking over his life, him controlling him. Yeah. Until they finally like slip up for a second and he goes, I can breathe. I'm here. Somebody save me. And then he goes and it just closes him back up. And he's like mm. a mindless drone again. He's like, yeah, he I'm can't, here to make movies for you. <laughs> yeah. He can't get away from it. Maybe, maybe that could also mean money. It could. Cause yeah. a lot of actors keep acting only to make money, not because they're passionate about the film or the story. True. True. And in this specific movie, I think my my answer would be that just talking about the hysterical, fanatical thing that's going on with John Malkovich's head. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a lot of change. And if there was any slightly, it would literally be that it represents something bigger about his own life, which is like the stimulating yeah. money, the stimulating power, the the um, attention from being a Hollywood actor to continue yeah. being a Hollywood actor. Because the moment he was yeah. he stopped and he was free from that symbolic you know puppeteering that he was under he was like oh my gosh i'm free i can breathe so that in that little bit of a moment that's the only point i'm judging him as and i don't think there was a lot of um character Character development because i didn't see what he was like before that you know so he in a way he was really just he was like the only person that didn't have any significant change and yet he was like the main character in a way he was a plot point he's just a plot point kind of okay i would agree with that I yeah. agree with that. Damn, and honestly, I could be wrong, but I feel like you could have done this with literally anybody, and I feel like having him is almost kind of a marketing tactic. But You think so? Maybe. I think I think what they were doing is like I, – I almost feel like that when Spike Jones approached John Malkovich, either Spike Jones sensed that John Malkovich was literally like, yeah, I'm just here doing stuff day to day, like just being an actor. And he's like, well, why don't we make a film that – like pushes some of the norms and you can just be you because yeah. we don't, you don't you don't have to act you can just be you and he's yeah. like oh yeah okay that's cool yeah that'd be kind of yeah. cool at least i hope so because i feel like john i feel like anybody in hollywood is like drowning in something all the time i'm like oh i feel mm. bad for you <laughs> yeah all right that was cool a means. really good question a difficult one but a good one mm-hmm. all right that question we just have to count four because it's 14 is the next question. 
That ca that question was ten, right? Yes. Oh, isn't there 15 questions overall, though? Oh. Did I count wrong? Oh. No, I... Okay. The questions that have a question mark sometimes are only asking what is the significance of the question before it. Okay. So we might have miscounted <laughs> a little bit, oh, but okay. we'll just... Wait, we'll, so 14 is say, the 14? second to last question, so we'll just pick the second to last question. All right. What is the role of cultural, social, political, and economic history in interpreting the movie's possible meaning? I think we kind of already explained that. <laughs> yeah, we can. Is there anything else you want to add? <laughs> um, we went into depth with that with the whole, like, this was in the 90s. Everything was going up. And yeah. The Pixar yeah. stuff. And... I, would say, I would say identity, uh, cultural at the time, LGBT, uh, you know, being, becoming. Oh, yeah, Q plus. Sorry. <laughs> Becoming transgender, Plus. Um, you know, wanting to be someone, somebody else, um, mm. and also being controlled by corporate puppets or puppeteers. Mm. So yeah, being controlled. I, oh man, that, that's literally. I mean, yeah, that's literally what the movie is about. So pretty much, because like. It, I gotta stop saying. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, 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 it's just so much I want to get out at the same time. The moment in the movie with the low ceiling workforce yeah. building, like the six and a half or something or whatever yeah. it was, like seven and a half, that was such a corporate power move because it's like, oh, this is affected directly by everything that we think is important because of the corporate, you know, every, you know, and it's like they live in this short little building, and it's like this is how much we believe you are. Of significance to us <laughs> yeah damn like... there you go there you go it's 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 not just it's not just a talk about identity it's a talk about the working class exactly and how you get employees identity from the working class boom <laughs> whoa you heard, it, folks. <laughs> you heard it here follow us on spoilers welcome on all of our social media platforms instagram twitter facebook and soon to be myspace soon to be myspace really Hashtag... harking on that myspace Hashtag bring back MySpace. Hashtag save MySpace. <laughs> the next question is, drumroll please. Oh. Bing. Number seven. Number seven. What does the film show about the people and their values? You can start this question. Let me. At least that's that's the question I got. What does the film? I'm repeating the question for myself. That's fine. What does the film show about the people and their values? Well, we have to distinguish, Denton. What people are we talking about? The people that made the film, or the people that are characters in the film? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! <no. laughs> Yo, that's a good. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part about this means, podcast is seeing your reactions to all the questions. You're like, yo, that's a good question. <laughs> I just that's keep getting question. surprised by how good the questions are. I think it's asking <laughs> about the people that made it. So or Okay. Or um Why don't we do both? Yeah. I feel like we talked a lot about the characters in the movie though. How um, about we talk about the people that made it? Yeah, we'll talk about the people that made it. Let me find the writer's name charlie kaufman is that who it was yes sir 
Okay, I'm so glad we made this podcast specifically about our lack of knowledge because I don't feel shame anymore <laughs> about not that's, knowing all these people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> We're the antithesis of film critics. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked on the internet, is being John Malkovich a true story? <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> oh, yes, I hope it is, too. Oh, by the way, can I say before we get into this question a little bit? Yes. I could not tell who these people were, the actors, I mean, until the film was over. I didn't recognize John Cusack. I didn't recognize um, Cameron Diaz, bro. She. I did not recognize her at all. I did. Halfway I even... through the movie, I was like, who is that? Her voice sounds super familiar. And I looked it up and I was like, that's Cameron <laughs> Diaz? What? What the heck, bro? Yeah, I knew it was John Cusack only because, like, when I when I first heard about the movie, they were like, John Cusack plays Craig. So, mm-hmm. But okay. I think it was so out of character for what he normally plays. He's normally such, like, kind of how he was in the beginning of the movie. Like, very, like, calm and quiet and oh, okay. nerdy. But okay. like the calm like and nerdy I, person. Yeah, I feel like he's normally like that. But by the end of the movie, this man just goes bat crap crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, which I, I think yeah. was a cool twist, but a oh, cool twist indeed, my friend. Indeed. So, talking about the what does it say again? How does the film show or what does the film show about the people and their values? So, I think the people that made it definitely wanted to push boundaries, right? They wanted to go yeah. beyond and create something um what I mentioned earlier, maybe they did it because John Malkovich wanted to be John Malkovich for once, or they wanted to at least show that somebody can have a good film with actors not being strained Huge. to be somebody else yeah, or whatever, oh, whatever their I premise was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that they wanted to push boundaries with the, this would be a good point for the, um, the transgender movement. Like they're, they're talking about how their identity is now based in the same sentence of dialogue where it's John Cusack's character, Craig saying, it's just a phase. You're going to get over it. Don't worry about it. And she's like, it is not a phase, which is, you know, some people would be like, oh, maybe she's just playing the woman. Like, oh, I'm just, um, it's not a phase. You know, I'm just changing yeah. so much. But it's like her identity sticks. And then what do you do, you know? Yeah. So it was. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think, I think that uh, it was almost a kind of a way to. Because like, like I said, in the, in the 90s, that was maybe not as frowned upon as it would have been 20 years before then. But, you know, 20 years in the future, it's way more widely accepted. But I think at that point, it was almost kind of like a, hey, just because – or I think it was trying to get perspective. I think it was trying to get perspective. Oh, perspe- dude, perspective yeah. is like a huge point in this movie. Yeah. Like from I the think POV it, shots to the – Yes. Oh, but dude. I think it was trying to be like – like just because you don't identify as the other gender doesn't mean that other people can't. So maybe here's why, like here's a visual representation of why some people are transgender, why some people want to be the opposite sex. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. I think so. Yeah, like so, I okay. think I. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. But I think like, I think having Lottie as kind of just seem like this side character at first and then make her pretty much a main character like the main reason this movie kind of exists in my opinion uh 
for for the well for this plot point specifically for this movement um i just think i just think it's like so cool because you get to see why she thinks this way Mm -hmm. um you get to see her physically go into the body of a male and i don't know man i just or into the brain i just think i just think it's uh i think it was a movement uh a statement and perspective for people who disagreed with that but I already know that in the nine in the nineties when that movie came out, people went and saw it in theaters, not knowing what it what it was. They were like, "What is what incarnation? What incarnation is this?" Yeah, because everybody in the nineties talked like that. Even all the hip hop people, they were all yeah. like that. If you don't remember, everybody, not just you know, not just Southerners. Everybody talked like that. Yeah. yeah. As soon as nineteen ninety well, hit, it was like bang, even other everybody even went. other countries. Yeah. <laughs> Brit- British. What incarnation? They say, <laughs> they say, could I have my cup of tea? And then they said, what donation? Everybody just what went, donation. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next subject. Okay. Um, by the way, do you know how long we've been recording? Because I wanted to do a thing halfway through, and I don't know when that is. <laughs> I have no idea how long we've been recording for. Okay. Well, then we will uh, let me do it right now, actually. I wanted to take a time to ask a question that you and I had thought of before we okay. continue with this list. Um, you would ask a great question before we started. What is the significance of the monkey? <laughs> and I really oh, want to discuss yes. this. Yes. Okay, I do too. Cause, so just before you answer, um, we were yeah, we were just talking and he was like, uh, I was like, everything has a meaning. And I was like, but I don't know what the meaning of the monkey is. Like, I know, I'm sure it means something, but I have no idea what it could mean. And Adam was just like, oh, wait, I know what it means. And oh, I was just I like, totally know what it means. And as he was about to get into it, I was like, please wait for the podcast. This is for, like, you're going to catch my reaction because I have no idea what you're about to say. So, okay. So uh, I don't know how uh, impressive this answer is going to be, but. As we were talking about before, John Cusack's character is power. He has a greed problem because mm-hmm. he's he's all about what – I mean, not money, but, like, he wants to be the puppeteer. He wants to be somebody that's known, right? He literally, yeah, it's more about fame and, and like, acceptance. Yeah, the moment when his wife comes to him – or he comes to his wife, and she's like, oh, did you get beat up on the street again? And he's like, I just want to be a puppeteer. He's like, I'm a puppeteer, um, yeah. even though my art makes problems. Like, I cause problems. Yeah. So he's, like, a lot of um, – symbolism right there but her thing is that he wants to go but he made a decision to be married and he has like a low life kind of puppeteering thing that's going nowhere right now yeah her deal is um that monkey represents a huge anchor in her relationship because like i know from a fact that like my family um part of my family has a lot of animals in their house they have a lot of animals and i think one it represents hold on one, I think it represents um, a a restart because, like, when it comes to, like, raising kids or something like that and you want to restart, yeah. you have – or if you want kids, for example, which is what she wanted in the movie, um, you have a lot of time to, like, raise this animal and make it loving and just give your love. So it's like an extra surplus of love that you can give to something. But Dude. also it's a huge anchor in their relationship because it that requires her to have all of her time put into that. And, like, she has a ton of them, so it's, like, her character is, yeah. um, I need love and I need to find it and, yeah. you know, wow. kind of things like that. And I also think that kind of tacking onto that, it has a little bit to do with that. Like, um, he doesn't show her 
enough affection and enough love. But this monkey is all over her, obviously. Exactly. This this, this chimp uh, gives her kisses and like, you know, like she treats it like her baby. And exactly, she's getting the affection and the love, uh, and at least attention from this animal and show give, being like a mother to it that mm-hmm. she's not that she's not getting from John. You know, John or, himself. Yeah, not, not John. Or, sorry, John. Craig. <laughs> Craig. Craig. But she eventually gets from John Malkovich in a, in a way. Yeah. Oh, from uh, Maxine. <laughs> oh, by the That's... way. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, I was just gonna say th- thank you for uh, bringing that up. That <laughs> that was a really good uh, segue because, dude, I, I was like, you. what what could that monkey mean? What could the chimpanzee mean, dude? Dude, I'm, and like I know from my own family, like that they they have so many animals, and it's like mm-hmm. I do not need that many animals, and they apparently do, and it's like I think you have a problem. <laughs> like, and what yeah. is that problem? And I see that, and it's. From that but the next question that i want to ask before we move on to like really um crazy awesome questions, questions is um oh what was it i think it was like what was your what was your favorite thing about the movie because i have a favorite thing mm. about the movie and i wanted to explain that because it is our own opinions before we go into more review movie critic review questions um what, what is my favorite... favorite thing about the movie? It could be anything. It could be the a certain piece of dialogue. It could be whatever, you know? Like mm. what was what was the thing in the in the movie? I liked the tone, I think. The tone. In what way? I liked I liked how it was kind of a it was a I would classify it as like a dark comedy in a way. Mm-hmm. Because because there because it's it's got kind of a depressing feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and it's kind of bland, but it's still quirky, because <laughs> like exactly. you have the the floor, the the floor number. I think that's what I like a lot too. Is okay. Here's my answer. The movie, the the plot itself is pretty dark and pretty um, like depressing. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> and we and love that. <laughs> and it's very serious, right? It's a very serious plot but just everything else it's such a fantastical idea you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you have like this plot about identity and about power and about greed and about you know a man that hates his wife and and cheats on her with somebody else and she cheats on him with the same person and you have like this very dark thing but in the midst of it all it's like these never ending beings that are trying to take over John Malkovich's body to live forever. What? What? Such a twist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I appreciate that too. It's not my favorite thing, but I definitely see how that could be like, dude, the twist that comes at the end of this dark comedy that's supposed to be like, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. I think, I think that's my favorite thing about it though, is how it's, um, it's like the story is just super dark, but Everything else around it seems something that would come out of a fantasy movie that would be more lighthearted than this movie is. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I can see that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just just a quick little uh, update. We are forty six minutes into filming right now, so I just wanted to. Got it. Forty six. That's a lot. Okay. Um, yes. I think what we're gonna have to do to cover ground is we will do all this awesome question stuff right now. I want to I want to get into talking about where we're going to go with it 
And okay. the, for the next like possible segments we might have, you never know. We're going to get into that in a second. Okay. How do you how do you feel about doing um, just answering this question up, talking about what we're going to talk about, and then if okay. we have room for another question, we can do it. Or good idea. Could, or we could do whatever we want. But good idea. For my part of what I loved about this movie was the sets. Yes. Dude, the sets in this movie were gold. That yeah. whole idea. Who comes up with an idea of being like, we're going to have you as a puppeteer and then go in to be a filer in a building that is not big enough for you to stand yeah. in. They're going to create an entire set for that and a background behind it. I appreciated that so much. And then, and then at the end, when you have the two um, who was chasing her, Maxine was being chased by somebody. Oh, was it, I forgot was about that scene. Uh, yeah. I think it no. was. I thought it was Craig. No, it was definitely Lottie. Because at the end of it, she was like, I kept the baby because it was you. It was oh, yours right. when you were John Malkovich. Right. Or whatever. But that whole moment where they're like, the way that they're crawling through stuff, yes. different portals and stuff. Because she was trying to kill her, right? Yeah, she was like trying to get And she was like going through memories and stuff. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. That, if you notice, that part of the movie was not stapled. It was not a staple part of the movie. It was not big at all. They threw that in there as if it was just something to make the movie better. And it was crazy effort into the memories, the sets, everything. Yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> like, thank yeah. you for making that awesome set. And it, I just appreciate how, how humble it was. Maybe they didn't have time to make it a big part or something. But yeah. the fact that it came out to be, this was such a small part of the movie Yet but it such was a like big experience. Such a good, such good quality is what yeah. I, is what my thing was. So yeah, I hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Cool. Heck yeah, dude. Heck so, yeah, man. To conclude discussion of the film, mm -hmm. uh, what would you rate it personally, and what and like what are some final thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, are we rating it out of ten? Is that what we're gonna do? Out of ten works, yeah. Or like, okay. or you could do like the normal school grading scale. Like A through F or whatever. Okay, that sounds good. Um, let me see. Final thoughts on the movie. When it comes, and I've said this to you before, when it comes to, um, this was something we didn't discuss, which I would have if we had more questions, but when it comes to evoking emotion from your audience, mm -hmm. this movie did a very good job um, using the boundaries, right? If you're talking to me personally, which is I don't have a movie review background, and hopefully through this podcast we will, but I don't have that. So when it comes to me personally, I saw a lot of um, like emotion being revoked from the audience, like a shocking spur moment yeah. through through these uh, sexual connotations, these sexual mm -hmm. boundaries being pushed. And I do feel like that there was other boundaries kind of pushed, but they were not as crazy as the one that was like – Hey, this is the, it's in your face. And it's like, I get that there's a message there. Um, and I, that, yeah, I don't have any thoughts other than that. Just like, I, I could see that there was a lot of like in your face, kind of, this is what's happening. This is what mm -hmm. we're going for. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I was like, I get it. And then just okay. like that little set at the end of the movie, you could have made it like a, like a short thing to produce some of the plot, but it, it was used a, a lot, which is something that I noted. So, okay. Um, with that, I think the film was hilariously awesome. Um, I love just so many things about it was new. I, I could, I don't understand how it wasn't one of the, you know, top movies, you know, ever yeah. made it. I think it was definitely very widely accepted. Um, I would definitely give it, let me think. This movie was definitely like an A minus, A minus to me. Okay. If we're thinking like that, cause I think it was a great movie. It's definitely up there, but 
some of the connotations for me personally. Kind of made without you having uncomfortable. Had a little bit uncomfortable because I was just like, okay, it's really in your face. Um, thank you. I mean, the part, <laughs> but no, the part where she took over someone's body to have sex with another person is kind of. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, <laughs> and then it happens like three or four times just to explain the different parts of like yeah, how, how these people how are moving works. along. You're like, I get it. Sex is a thing, but it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that was just me. But can I also just uh, mention something that is very important that we didn't mention? Is oh, yeah. that their son at the end is actually Craig. Wait, they had a daughter, didn't they? Or daughter, their kid. It's Craig. I didn't remember get that. because he they're at like the pool or whatever, and Maxine and and Lottie are being all like like oh we're happy now, and our kids playing in the in the water, and then it's him his internal monologue talking. Wait, wait, wait. okay. This I don't think so though, because I think it was the old guys that were like looking at the little girl, and they were like, "This is our next host." It was Craig, dude. What? It was Craig. It had to be. No way. He was just spying on them. No. I think, because he was still in love with Maxine, which is, like, really gross. We have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I know this is going to extend the podcast, but... It's okay. The last thing we're going to do is just talk about something uh, new for our channel, and then we will we will be signing off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Great topic, though. But I think, I think yeah. next time we'll come a little bit more with a, more of a fresh brain. Mm-hmm. Not so sporadic. Like, what did you think about it? And I'm like, oh. Uh. Okay, so the portal Craig had been using to access Malkovich's mind now leads into the mind of Emily, Maxine's baby, which she conceived with Craig's wife, Lottie, while Lottie was inside Malkovich's body. Craig is trapped there and watches as the two women in his life share a loving relationship as parents. And so... I think what? I think that that is almost like a karma thing. Like that's what you get for being uh, power hungry and yeah. a, a douche is now you have to suffer. So I think in a way, like the theme, the theme with him is uh, would be like Whoop. karma, karma, <laughs> or or uh, what? Yeah, revenge. what comes up must come down. Exactly because because he was in love with Maxine. And obviously, okay. at one point with Lottie, and now he has to spend pretty much the rest of his, his new life as as their kid, watching them be happy and grow old together. I didn't catch something that, before. that something that he couldn't do. Wow, Profound. which I think is now <laughs> even more powerful than. than oh, dude, it... that makes me so excited that I discovered that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I. That was good. All right, <laughs> I have nothing well, to say besides that. That was good. Uh, <laughs> What's your rating? For me, it would be, I would say an A. Okay, uh, cool. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I would say an A, not an A plus, only because I think the rewatchability is maybe a little scarce because mm -hmm. of just how big of a movie it is mm -hmm. in terms of everything, especially emotionally. It's not it's not like a popcorn flick where you could like sit down and be like I can watch this movie a thousand times because it's super stupid and easy and simple. Exactly. You almost like, need to watch it like a thousand times to be like, okay, now I know everything that's happening, and then you can like have yeah. it playing in the back. Even if you played it in the background after watching it a thousand times, you're still gonna yeah. be like looking around like who doesn't know? Let me explain to them what's yeah, going it's, on. Yeah, it's it's I think it's I think it's one of those movies that like you have to pay attention to, even even reviews. 
or rewatches, like you said. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I give it an A. Great movie. I loved it. Awesome. And That's that concludes our John Malkovich review, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's continue to go on to talk about what we're going to do with our podcast, our lovely little yes. baby podcast. Spoilers, welcome. We're so <laughs> excited to continue doing things with it. What what we have come up with is, uh, you're familiar, I hope, with the American Film Institute's Top 100 Movies. Yes. If you haven't watched them, we haven't either. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there we, are some that we have seen, but... Definitely, yeah. Like, I mean, but I know there are Indiana Jones, a couple others, John's, uh, Jaws, John's. <laughs> John's. <laughs> those movies are on there. We've definitely seen those. But there are so many that make up the basic what basic films of what makes a film good we don't have a lot of uh, reviewing experience criteria being a critic but we want to and we're going to go after that so what we're going to do is if you want to chime in here in a second we're going to take those films and we're going to watch them and review them on this channel and then what do we do you remember what we were going to do with them um yeah so well not watch not watch them on the channel but watch you know like like we normally will watch them on our own um Mm -hmm. and then yeah do a review of them and uh re re, like re-rank them based on our opinions so So, this top 100 list is now going to be re-ranked by yours truly by spoilers (laughs) it'll now be spoilers welcome top 100 list (laughs) based off of the american film institute's uh top 100 list so so yes. what what can be one for uh, AFI will not be one for us. Maybe you never uh, know. I mean, unless we absolutely agree with them. And if but. we do, then we're either really really good at what we're doing by the end of this, <laughs> or we really just copied everything. <laughs> yeah, but I think so. I think uh, that will be a great uh, segment for us uh, together, as well with you, the viewer, uh, to learn about film and. Uh, like what we what what a good film should consist of so. yeah what it should look like i think and with with that we like i said before we don't have a lot of experience but through this process not only will it kickstart our podcast with episodes and hopefully viewer interaction but we will be able to show you and have you ride along this journey with us uh, to figure out what a good movie consists of and how you can be a critic for films and how, you know, we have done it that way. When you watch our podcast episodes after that, where we might even do live movie reviews, that's we will coming know what eventually. we're talking about. It's coming yep. eventually. Thank yep. you, Den. Like I knew that it, he had the idea, by the way, he's a genius. And, and he, um, so with that, we're going to go on this journey together. Please, if you will take my hand and come with me on this awesome adventure. I'm with you. I'm with you, but I will not take your hand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming with you, but I will not touch you. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So I think that concludes uh, today's episode of Spoilers Welcome. Thank you all for joining. We appreciate your lovely faces or presence or aura or whatever. We love you. We (laughs) We need more of you. Your identity. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I'm Denton signing off. And I'm Adam signing off, and this was Spoilers Welcome. Welcome. All right. Peace out, y'all. Later. Yeah. Um, I said Rite Aid. Isn't that like a drink or something? Rite Aid? I don't know. Like a Band-Aid. Band-Aid? Oh, that's the brand for Band-Aid or something.